Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Blessed to work blessed to work. All right, I'd like to start with a story. This one I learned from B3 that you should always start with a story. Yeah, she does. She, she speaketh not except if she has a story. There are some special people here in the studio. I'll not talk about them right now because it may be politically incorrect, but welcome. Monday. Monday, I was going somewhere. I was going on a retreat. Uh, some of you were looking for me during the week. I was taking a break, like Jesus advised us to do. And then, just a few meters on my retreat journey, uh, I noticed some unusual sound coming out from the back of the car. I stopped, and I was greeted by a flat tire. How many of you know that's not a good way to start a retreat? So I embarked on the process of changing from the flat tire to the spare tire. And uh, so I undid the nuts. Now, you should always have the equipment in your car. Please, please, don't drive around with no spare tire and no equipment. So I undone it, and I was now starting to pump up that what? The jack, a.k.a. Jake depending on which school you went to. Uh, uh, uh. So I was pumping up the jack and screech, this border guy stops. <laughs> How do I tell that in English? Let me come and work. So he came, you know, it's as if he chased me from the whole thing. <laughs> so he's like, uh-huh. Where's the so he takes over. I'm like, this dude. So I was like, yeah, the, the, because I had already pushed it to a, a good degree, but because the car is a little high, it wasn't going to work. So I need to find a stone, undo the jack, put the stone, and redo it. So I tell him what the issue is. I said, no, stand there, let me take care of it. So I'm standing there, he's taking care of it. And I'm like, yeah, let me get the stone. He's like, ah, ah, ah. he ran. <laughs> he ran past me. I was moving in the direction of where there were some stones. He ran past me, brought the stone, undid it, put the stone under, pumped that jack up, removed the tire, went to the boot, removed the spare tire, came, put it on, took the tire, everything, put it back in the boot. <laughs> so like, Katuna Crimeka. How much? Pastor Mutualo. Because those guys know, they know me as pastor in the, on the village. Pastor Mutualo. I just laughed. I was like, ah, I just laughed to go to the Mutualo and gave him Mutualo. That's 10K for those who don't interpret to Uganda. And I, I was impressed by this guy. Because re really, for him to make 10K, he was going to have to do like five or six trips, taking people with his bike fuel. It is, he saw an opportunity. He knew this guy here is going to change that tire and I'm going to, money is going to pass me by. Let me take him off. Because it's not about the work, really. It's the value you bring to the person. 
If it had been his fellow border guy, he would not have asked for 10K. Yeah, and if he had found deal, he would have asked for a different amount of money. It's about interpreting the pain you're relieving of someone and what that means to that person. Am I talking at all? The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 23, Proverbs 13, 23, that much food is in the fallow ground of the poor and for lack of justice there is waste. This is a very deep verse for those who are looking for depth. It talks about two extreme ends of the economy. The, much, the obvious one is the second one. For, for lack of justice, there is waste. So there are people who have too much. They have too much that it is wasteful. They just don't know what to do. So they lack a sense of social justice. So you could say they don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, in France, I was reading an article some time ago where there was this organization which was started, and all it does, what all they do is get food from restaurants, which is going to be thrown away every day, and they feed thousands of poor people. Wow. Top-notch food. Do you know that restaurants throw away a lot of food, the ethical ones? every single day because they don't carry their food to the next day. Every day they throw away tons upon tons of good cooked food. And right on the same street someone is sleeping hungry under a box for lack of justice. So some people figured out since these people are throwing away the food, let them give it to us and then we repackage it and serve it to the hungry people. That's part two of the verse. Part one is, so that's one extreme end. And for all those who cry out for social justice, social justice, social justice, I hear you. Uh, I hope I've covered you. Now, the other side is the other extreme end. Those people who are poor, who are going without food, what is going on? He says, much food is in the fallow ground of the poor. Dr. Eunice preached a very hot message at New Dawn Camp this year about breaking up your fallow ground. Fallow ground is the ground you have not tilled. It is there. It, is, it has every potential to produce, but it is not tilled. It is fallow. If you have heard those songs, break up your fallow ground, break up your fallow ground, that's, that's what they're talking about. So if you have 10 acres of land, and you till only one acre, which is 10%, it means you have 90% fallow ground. Now it says, it, there's much food in the fallow ground of the poor. In other words, even those people who think, oh no, they are poor, they have fallow ground. And if you translate that from your village and bring it to Kampala where you live in, Chalwajala, you probably live in an apartment, am I talking to someone, and there is no fallow ground there, but there is fallow ground in the opportunities around you. There's fallow ground in the ideas. How many ideas have you implemented that God has given you? All of us are walking on fallow ground, the fallow ground of our potential. Lots of it. Lots of it. Someone just posted on the Worship Harvest page, I, I saw that comment, uh, because someone sent it to me this morning, and it's very poignant. Uh, if you're the person, I, I don't mean any ill will. I just want to demonstrate a point. They were saying, I need help. Uh, I need breakfast. My kids slept hungry. Can someone here please help me? 
they are posting on, on the service comments. And that in itself is a good step of courage to say, I'm not going to die here when I can be helped because the people on that chat, you worship other people, you're kind people. So if you've seen that post, I want you to do something about it. Even the phone number is there. If you don't, then I will after the service. But the point I'm making is, this person has a phone. They have data. They have airtime. They are streaming the service live. And that's just that, that comment of children going hungry is the tip of the iceberg. Because then we are, we are asking, what is the rest? What does the rest of the iceberg, which is below the water surface, look like? Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor. I speak this kindly because I've been in a position before where I did not have, and I genuinely didn't have. But I also know that sometimes we allow ourselves to just lie down and allow the, the devil to walk all over us because we are not willing to implement the word that God teaches. So much food is in the fallow ground of the poor. In other words, every time I'm broke, I should be asking myself, what fallow ground have haven't I tilled yet in my life? Who haven't I served? That guy saw an opportunity. He wasn't the first person to find me. People were just riding past me. And this guy saw, mm, here is fallow ground. I'm going to till it. Let me tell you, it's not complicated. Economics is not complicated. It's not even for too much prayer. Otherwise, Africa would be the richest continent via financial resources. We are the richest via natural resources, but not financial resources. So Africa has a lot of fallow ground because we have incredible amounts of natural resources that we've not converted to financial resources. And the problem is our thinking. It's our thinking. We somehow expect that someone else is responsible for my well-being. So that says for lack of justice, there is waste because there are those who have more than enough and they waste it because they are not connected to those who lack. But then the point is not to blame any side. The point is to say, can each side do their part? If you have more than enough, can you look out for those who need and help them? If you're broke, get up and do something with your fallow ground of your potential. God didn't create any subhuman being. Every single human being was created with incredible potential opportunities, connections, family, friends. You live in the most, Uganda is still the most entrepreneurial nation in the world, in the world. There is, in other words, the moment you leave Uganda, it becomes harder to start a business. The moment you get on an airplane or car and leave the borders of this nation, you just went to harder ground as far as starting business is concerned. Because Uganda, it's on record. I'm not, this is not a statement of faith. This is fact. We are the most entrepreneurial nation on earth. In other words, for anyone to start a business in the whole world, the number one country where you will succeed the easiest is Uganda. Let's talk about diligence. Diligence. They define diligence as constant and earnest effort to accomplish what is undertaken 
persistent exertion of body or mind. Here are some synonyms for diligence. Earnestness, intensity, quickness, vigor, activity, application, applying yourself. Assiduousness. Oh, ask Uncle G, Google. Attentiveness, briskness, constance, exertion, industry, keenness, pertinacity, being pertinent. See what the Bible says about diligence. Proverbs 21.5. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Now, did you see that? The key word there is surely. Some people say surely. Surely, Guinness and mercy shall follow me. No. Surely. The plans of the diligent lead. What's the next word? Laysan assurance of plenty for those who are diligent. If you're tweeting, if you're Facebooking, WhatsApping, and other inks, the hashtag is Samkamani. That's hash S-O-M-E-K-A-M-O-N-E-Y. The plans of the diligent surely lead surely to plenty. Surely to plenty. In other words, anytime you look around your life and there is lack, it means that that lack is simply the result. It is the fruit. The root seed that is missing in your life is a word called diligence. Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Rich. Proverbs 12, 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. I will not belabor that point. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, Proverbs 10.4. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs 12.27. The lazy man desires, does not roast what he took in hunting. In other words, you can even go out and get something, but then you don't process it. But diligence is a man's precious possession. Diligence is a man's precious possession. Alex Mukulu sang a song not quite a long ago. He said, My pianist has abandoned me. Never so menjiri, choka kampala ye yasaba, abebula yokola beba singamu, katona samu konogwe kuchibuga kampala, mafemu kukubo mudomo bakole. Vana kampala, gabo gera, vana kampala, that's the Bible. Proverbs 
Baba singamo Katonda somu kono kwe kutibuka Kampala Mavemu kukubo mudomo bakole Bakolenga bisiri Bakolenga pasisi Bakolenga jemusi Guys the issue of poverty was resolved by God in the Bible long ago. We have no excuse. I don't know some of you will send your get up with But it's the same. Save these are the ones abusing us online for teaching people about money. And, and, and moreover, the president has made it clear. At least on that one, we totally agree with President Museven. This business of churches just talking about Hell, heaven, what? Without taking care of people's needs now. Teaching people to be diligent and to be productive. We are sinking our continent. We are losing influence. No one is listening to us. Look, no one listens to poor people. Amen. Amen, people. So, let's get to the place of diligence. The law of income according to TF Eka, you shall be compensated according to the value that you bring to the market. Who is compensated? You. Who brings the value? You. Who is the number one person responsible for the money you have right now or the one you don't have in your life? You. The moment, the day, you know one day, it took long for this thing to sink, by the way, because I'm one of those villagers who always thought someone else was responsible for my success. But the day it sank, it occurred to me that the person seated in my chair was responsible for my economic condition. And the only person who was responsible to do something about it was the same person. So it's time to get to work now. Why should you work? I'm going to give you seven good reasons for work in these last few minutes before my friends come and join me. Seven good reasons why you should work. Thank you, Father. Say my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I have a good attitude. And I'm ready for the word of God. It's going to pierce between bone and marrow between soul and spirit. It is going to be a discern of the intents of my heart and it's going to bear fruit a hundredfold. So the, one, the number one reason for you to work is not to be in lack. It's to not be in lack. Give me that scripture in Thessalonians. To not be in lack. Look, lack does not glorify God. You, you don't go around begging and it brings glory to God. We are God's kids. You, if, if, if your kids, I'm imagining here, Bisri Nandi, Bisri Nandi, going around begging at the neighborhood. What do the neighbors start thinking about the Biemanzis? If Amara goes around sunset apartments, <laughs> what will the neighbors think of the Okulos? If we go around as if our father hasn't taken care of our needs, what does the world think of God our father? The number one reason for you to work is for you not to be in luck. So work not to be in luck. Work not to be in luck. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 11 to 12 says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life. It's an aspiration. 
to mind your own business. In other words, you get your mind and sink it into your business. Your own business. Mind it. This whole world, people are full of minding other people's business. You know a lot more about Sudiru, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Negundi. You're reading all about their business, but when I ask you about yours, what was the profit last year? You don't know. What was the revenue? You don't know. But you know Mark Zuckerberg's revenue. You know that he made 400 billion. Mind your own business and to work with your own hands. Your own. Yours. And he says, as we commanded you. In other words, there was no confusion as to what they were to do. I don't know if in the church we've done enough to command people. Not suggested. Not suggested. Not, not brought the... I commanded you. Command... Paul commanded them to work with their own hands. Today all we need is pray, pray, pray. For those of you who are praying for money, you are accusing Jeff Bezos of being the greatest intercessor in the world. I'm going to get to the end of this sermon, by the way. I am. <laughs> this is in the New Testament. It's an episode. As we commanded you to work with your own hands, as we commanded you. And then he gives the reasons why. He says, that you may work properly toward those who are outside. People are no longer excited to do business with safeties. When someone says, oh, yeah, it's great to do this deal with you. By the way, I'm also born again. That's when you call your lawyer. Like, I need an agreement that is tight, water tight. Yeah! What happened? How can the children of God be associated with we are the ones who don't deliver, we are the ones where people need to watch their back? What happened? Something has gone radically wrong. says, as we commanded you, for what reason? That you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that, that last part, that you may lack nothing. Lack reveals the absence of work. You can treat that. Lack reveals the absence of work. The presence of lack in your life is simply a thermometer that says there is no work going on. No work produces lack. Lack, L-A-C-K, not L-U-C-K. And then for sometimes, sometimes people are in luck because they are doing work they shouldn't be doing at that time. Because if you're doing work which you're not being compensated for, ask yourself why. You're probably serving the wrong customer. Some of us have passions and we give those passions as the excuse for our brokenness. Like if you're passionate about, about the gospel like me, you're going to the gospel preaching, what? And then you become broke. You're like, I, I gave up my life to serve the Lord. 
And so for you, your serving of the Lord is the excuse for lack. I'm sorry, Paul worked. Woo! Passion should only be pursued when essentials have been met. Passion should only be pursued when you've met the essential. This business of, I'm, I'm following my passion. Look, passion must follow success. A passion without the means to accomplish it becomes insignificant. Passion must only follow success. Before you pursue your passion, put some money in the bank and then you can follow your passion. Otherwise, you can't eat passion. Your kids can't eat passion. Passion can't take your wife out. Passion can't buy clothes. Passion doesn't pay school fees. Passion, passion, passion. Go get a job and treat your passion as a hobby if your passion doesn't pay. Amen. I think I've made myself abundantly clear. So, number one reason not number one reason to work is so that you are not in lack. Because when you're in lack, you you do not glorify God. Second reason is to take care of your family. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling quite apostolic today, by the way. So, Lord, have mercy on me. To take care of your family. Did you know it's not someone else's responsibility to take care of your family? First Timothy 5, 8. Again from the apostle of grace himself, Paul. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I need water. I need water. Is that too direct? Do I need like to tell stories and go around it? Look. <laughs> he says, but if anyone, he doesn't say there is some special categories of people who are allowed not to take care of their household. It's not there. Whether you're a pastor. Whether you're broke, you have to take care of your household. It is your responsibility. It's not the village's responsibility to take care of your household. It's not the NGO's responsibility to take care of your household. For the widows and the orphans, the church is commanded by God to take care of them. Outside of that scenario of children have lost their father, someone has lost their husband, the rest. Yeah. Even, by the way, that other category, there is a time limit. Yes. You can't be 43 and you walk around saying, Call me a man of fun. <laughs> Look. <laughs> hey. Hey. Mm-mm. There is a time limit. I grew up as an orphan. My mom was a widow from eight years. We dug, we went to the garden. We, 
Our mom knew these villagers are not going to take care of us because our dad is dead. We woke up early, went to the garden, dug, milked cows, took cows to the whatever, did everything. Where people sit around and never string in Galozabwe and they expect someone else to take care of their issues. This message is to the church today, right now. Our gospel is hardly believable anymore. Why? We've not taken care of the economic question. And no one wants to listen to us. They just think we are just noisemakers who are irrelevant to society. That's why we've been shut down for several months and no one cares. If we were the one producing the food this nation eats, if we were the ones manufacturing the products this nation, this nation needs, if we were the ones providing the medical needs of this nation, if we were the ones bringing the medicine for COVID, if we were the ones, people will have found it a bit hard to say, you also shut down. There's a reason, bars, okay, bars are not yet, but there's a reason all those other malls, what, they are open and we are not. That, that's our degree of relevance. And the other day, the enemy overplayed his hand with that Ndeba church, but that was a sign. By the time they can do that to a church building, a traditional church building, we were not talking about Mboba, it was a Chwempe tent, they were not sure. A church building! That's a sign, church! Kutaka wachi? Molo. Wow. Wow, Satan. Wow. Point two is to take care of your family. Point three. For those who are taking notes, today someone is for taking notes. Is to have something to give to others. To have something to give to others. He says, Ephesians 4.28, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. Let him what? Labor. Say that, uh, say that word again. Labor. Put some music to it. Labor. Like labor has to be a good word. Labor. When people say labor, they feel that's not spiritual at all. Labor has been associated with the devil. <laughs> like, you can't see labor and Holy Ghost in the same line. Labor and grace. No, no, no. It's, it's as if the more anointed you are, the less associated with work you should be. That's how some people feel. He says, brother, let him labor. But moreover, he starts, let him who stole, steal no longer... I don't have time to go deep with this thing. But he's writing to the saints in Ephesus. He's writing to the saints in Ephesus. Abalokole, abefeso. Now, gamba abalokole, abefeso. Ono liyawo limulokole. Olimuefeso, na yo yinzo kundamu stiringi. That's what he said. You would think this, you would think, if you got saved, stealing should no longer even be on the radar. But he says, hey, just in case you get me second, let him who stole steal no longer. An instruction to SFD. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Have something to give him who has need. I got some revelation into this verse yesterday or two days ago. 
Because every time I read this verse, I always thought they are talking about giving to those people who are really broke. But that's not what he says. He says, him who has need. What you give corresponds to the need. If I find a hungry person who needs a Rolex and I'm obeying this scripture, what I need is 2,000 shillings. And I've given to him who has need. Now, if you find a person going to the clinic to see a doctor and they need and they need and they need consultation fees, 2,000 doesn't cut it. Yeah, you need to give 50K. That's the need. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. Now, yeah, so you are now working to give him what's need. What 50K? Now, if you find a person who has no school fees or tuition, the 50K won't do. You now need 500 or a million shillings to solve that need. So the, because the corruption in your mind is to think that when you work to solve other people's needs, it's this 10K, 5K issue. No. I'm talking about serious stuff. If you're going to solve a need of a million shillings, you need to be earning a lot more than that. And if you find someone who needs a house, the one million, okay, who needs a car? The one million won't cut it. You're, not, you're going to have to fork out 30 million, 40, 50 to solve their problem. So when we talk about him who has need, don't quickly start thinking who that is in your head. It could be you. But for you also, God is going to use someone else to take care of your need as you work and take care of other people's needs. Time. 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 Point four. I said there are seven. This is that we are right in the middle. To honor your parents properly. To honor your parents properly. Some of you are thinking, what? I need money to honor my parents? Yes. Yes. I wish I could tell you different. If you're not sending money to your parents, you're not honoring them. It says, honor your father and mother that it may be well with you and that you may live long in the land which the Lord is giving you. See what Jesus teaches about honor. Matthew 15, 4. Because this particular point, every time I teach it, it's a bit of a shocker to a lot of people. What does Jesus say? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who, curse, he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Dash then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you've made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. In other words, he says, when he says, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. So I made the commitment for Horizon Build about what our church is fundraising so I can't send you money, dad, mom, this month. Then you're saying, then he need not honor his father and mother. What, does, what is he saying? Sending the profit is the honoring. And not sending the prophet is the dishonoring. And Jesus was a bit extreme. If you take me to the previous verse, he who curses father or mother, 
you're literally cursing them. You're like, Mazalabubi. You raised nothing. You are cursed to have me for a daughter or for a son. That's what you're saying. Now, if you can't even take care of yourself, you can't send something to your parents. You're just perpetuating the curse generation to generation. Take me to Mark. Mark, 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 Mark. Mark 7.10, he says, For Moses said, this is still Jesus teaching, For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let, me put, be, let him be put to death. Let me go back to the previous verse again. Let me lean there a bit. It's, in, it's important that you understand how Jesus is contrasting these verses, this scripture. He says, Honor your father and mother, and he who curses father and mother. So Jesus, the, by the way, these quotations are not in the same text in the Old Testament where Jesus is speaking it from. He's speaking one and the other and putting them together to show you that not doing one is doing the other. Not honoring your father and mother is the equivalent of cursing them. Next verse. And he says, but you say, and I know right now, I hope Twitter is on fire <laughs> or Facebook, whatever. This is, this. if there is anything you should get out of today's message, this is, it. if there is any one reason for you to work, even if you don't want to take care of yourself, Goliath, Rolex, CBT, what, Kale, Bidie, but please, I need you to go work so you have something for your parents. Because, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. But it says, but, but you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is Corban, Corban, that is a gift to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and so many such things you do. Just take it off a bit so I can teach pastor at a moment here. One of the most effective ways to make the word of God of no effect in your life is to dishonor your father and mother. You will pray, you will fast, you will go to prayer mountain, you will cast whatever it is, the devil, all the way. But the word of God will not be effective in your life. We choose our friends. We choose our churches. We choose our business colleagues and partners. We choose, God has given us so many choices in life, but we don't choose our parents. And he doesn't say, honor your righteous father and mother. In your eyes, they may even be not deserving of honor, but honor is a function of you, not the recipient. Respect is earned, but honor is given. Respect is earned, but honor is given. Honor is not earned. Honor is never a function of the person you're honoring. It's a function of you, the person honoring. And many of you are watching me now, and you can now trace your life. You are now looking at the prophetic timeline of your life and seeing all the things that haven't worked out, and now you know why. And it is so simple. You have a phone, it has mobile money, do something about it. Release yourself from that situation. Okay, 
let me finish with parents. So one of the reasons to work hard is that you may have something with which to honor your parents. For some of you, that's your parents. Right now, you still have them. You're so blessed to have them. Do something about it. Some others, you, like me, you don't have them. But there are people in your life who have those, that position of your parents. Those aunties who raised you. Those uncles who paid your school fees. The, the, those people, they are deserving of honor. The Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. Due means leading a banja. It's like taxes. The same way, if, if you want to make business life incredibly uncomfortable for you in this country, don't pay your taxes. That day you are, it shows up. I know what I'm talking about. Now, the same way, if you want to make life very uncomfortable for yourself, not just business life, but all of life, refuse to honor your parents. I am teaching you now, if you are not worship harvest, you can even switch me off now. If you are worship harvest, stay on this channel, listen to me carefully. I'm now taking my pastoral responsibility. Go do it now. Number five. <laughs> Number five, to honor the Lord biblically. To honor the Lord biblically. He says in Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. How do you honor the Lord? With your possessions. Fast songs, slow songs, felt songs, songs with tears coming down your eyes. Give me something. Yo, help me know you are here. All of that doesn't register. In the, according to the scriptures. I've read scripture about honor. I've researched scripture. There is only one place where they talk about honoring God. And there are many places they talk about honoring God, but only one verse gives us a clue as to how. It's with your possessions and with your increase. So if you don't have possessions and increase, which is as a result of not working, so you're in luck, you can't honor the Lord properly. And here they are not talking about amount. It is intent. Jesus looked there in the temple, that woman who gave two mites and says she had given more than them all. But guess what? She gave the two mites. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. He fell down on the floor. Everyone was like, wait a minute. The crusade is over. The rich young ruler himself has got saved. Jesus knew. It's not there. Get up, get up, get up. And he asks, what must I do? And he says, go sell your possessions. Give to the poor, come follow me. And he said, no, I can't do that. So if, no, if I say, what, what shall I do? He said, you know the commandments. You know the commandments. You know, serve God, don't have idols. He says, no, I've done that from childhood. It's okay, go sell your stuff. Give to the poor, come follow me. He couldn't do it. Be quiet. Where your treasure is, your, there your heart will be also. Which also means that little treasure, anyway, let me not go there. But <laughs> some of you think you love God. I love God. I love God. What have you ever given? What have you ever given? Yeah. 
It's very easy when you have 10,000 10, and you give 1K to say, I love God. What have you ever given 1K? It's a different equation when God comes to you and you're a billionaire and says, give it all away. Anyway, why do I look like I'm the only one enjoying this sermon? Wow. <laughs> Honor the Lord with your possessions. 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 The proof of love for God is in your wallet, not in your vocal cords. <laughs> that's how you honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all, of all your increase that's how you honor the Lord that, that's why God told the Israelites no male should come in my presence without empty handed without an offering you couldn't waltz in there empty handed but for us ah, friends this is biblical. Why should you work to honor the Lord? Next is to walk properly to those who are outside. We already covered that verse in Thessalonians uh, 4. To walk properly to those who are outside. That's a good enough reason for you to work with your own hands, to have something to give, to walk properly to those who are outside. We talk about all the people we've led to Christ, but do you know how many people you've led away from Christ by your conduct? Do you know how many people have been turned off Christ just by looking at your life and they're like, if that's what it is to be a Christian, I don't want it. It says to walk properly to those who are outside. Why should we walk properly to those who are outside? So that they may desire the thing we have. The Bible calls us the bride of Christ. The state in which some of us are, the church, the world is thinking that Christ is, a, is, a, is a, an abusive husband. They take one look at you. The world takes one look at the church and like, Banange. look at these ones. They are broke. They make noise. They don't fulfill their commitments. They don't work hard. They, are, they, they just look. And then they say, who, who is the husband of this one? I'm a husband, so I'm very conscious about what my wife looks like. Look, the moment they take a look at her, you think they are going to be thinking about Ari? No, they be like, ah, Mose. Mose, I know, I know what, Catalina. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. The state in which the church is now, when the world looks, when our buildings are being torn down for economic activity, when the world looks, what does it make the husband look like? Walk properly to those who are outside. Lastly, as they bring up B3 and Angela, is to advance the gospel. To advance the gospel. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. 
as it is this day. The covenant he saw to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Galatians 3.8 says, and the scripture for us saying that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. Shall be blessed. Acts 20 as I finish. Give me Acts 20. Acts 20. He says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God. I wish I had time. <laughs> I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Look, what, what's it? I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. And then he says, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those, all those who are sanctified. Now, there is there is a part you had never seen in this uh -huh. scripture because I know you, you both are passionate about it. Mm. First, take me back to, <laughs> to 32 there. So it says, I commend you to God. That's one, two. To the word of his grace. grace. And what is the word of... Now, I'm crying out to those grace believers who have been abusing me on Facebook. Wow. Have you seen To the word of his grace. The word of his grace is able to build you up and give you. give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. This is Paul speaking mm. to the Ephesian elders. Mm. But guess what he says next? Mm -hmm. How do you get this inheritance? Mm. I have coveted no oh. one's silver or gold oh, or apparel. apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who are with me. I have shown you. I have shown you in everywhere by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more it is blessed. blessed to give mm. than mm. to receive. Oops. That's how you, that's how the word of his grace builds you up and, and gives, gives that's how it gives you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Yes. You don't just sit around and inheritance comes to you. No, God has given a pathway to, as to how to get into our inheritance as his children. It's the same thing Paul did. And I really want to celebrate a lot of our pastors, mm. all our cohort leaders, our mission mm. community leaders who serve faithfully this vision without asking to be paid to do it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, B3. I know you two are on staff, but what we pay you, Banangi? Anyway, we will not go there. That's why in Worship Harvest, all our staff members have the freedom to do other work and business. Yes. We even set aside a whole day to say, this particular day of the week, mm. no coming to office, mm. go do business. Mm. Why? Yeah. Because we want to be an example exactly. to this generation and say, you don't just sit around quoting scripture to become wealthy. <laughs> Yeah. A very good friend of mine runs one of the leading ministries in this city. He runs four successful businesses. <laughs> when people look at him and the way he preaches, mm. he's incredibly anointed. They will never suspect that he that runs, he runs four successful businesses. I can't name him because I, have, I don't have his permission to say it. Mm. But how are we hindering the gospel by sitting around and not leaning into what God has called us to do. So, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Harold Irumba, for your hard work yes. out there. Thank you, Jeremy. Mm. Thank you, 
a Dr. Emmanuel Okulo, the leading, one of the leading, I don't know in whether in medicine they allow such language, one of the leading specialists in obstetrics and gynecology. That these pastors are able to lead this church to, to into the future because they are not requiring to be paid mm. to serve, mm. to work, mm. to lead, to counsel. Mm. Lynette, mm. Chris, mm. Bill, mm. Filter, mm. Roxy, mm. Paul Kazibwe, mm. Stephen Senyonjo, Florence Senyonjo, mm. doctors. Anthony and Carol. Anthony and Carol. Mm. Mingo from Barara. Mm. They are leading on the medical front in Barara and they are leading the church as well. I want to celebrate you. Mm. I want to celebrate you. Architect Sam Kisa, mm. worship yes. harvest and Tebe, mm. and Nalongo Kathy Bajenda, uh, mm. Architect Sam Kisa, Antisa. Thank you. Mm. Thank you guys for not Obutaswaza, Linyariam Kama, Walter Wandera, and Amina. Uh, over in Kibuye. Mm. Thank you, Solomon Nance. Mm. Banangs. <laughs> the brilliant, Azim. glorious Azim. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Who have I missed out? Dr. Nachi. Dr. Nachi, thank you. Thank you for coming out of retirement. To lead I know, the church. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Dennis Okumu, you just moved to Arua. Mm. Dennis and Eve, you're doing Chirabos. some incredible work Chirabos. there with uh, mm. that NGO and you're also planting Washipavest Arua. Thank you. Thank you, all of you who are serving everywhere. The guys in the UK, thank you. The guys everywhere. The guys in Nairobi, thank you, Sam. Again, thank you for serving God faithfully in your generation. This is what we are talking about. And for you who is listening to me, why do I feel like I may have left someone out before I... I the Moses. The Moses. Bless her. Bless her. Pastor. Bless her. Papa, bless her. Thank you. Engineer. And uh, precious, one of the leading consultants on customer, on customer care. Customer centric. That business is going places. Thank you for doing business so that you can serve God. A lot of you. Cohort leaders, I can't even start on uh -huh. you. We are many MC leaders. We are now 180 MCs. Yes. Many of those are led by two people. Yes. So I'm talking about about 300 yes. missional community leaders. Yes. Because we, we, we no longer fit on the WhatsApp group, so we are starting <laughs> in, telegram. Uh, telegram for MC leaders. So there are about 300 of you. And the reason the mission of this church continues to grow, because this church is missional communities are the church in worship purpose, yeah. is because you do it joyfully, because you have work to do to take mm. care of yourself and your family so you can serve the Lord faithfully. Mm. Ladies, over to you. When you talked about luck not glorifying God, a couple of us have gone to Nairobi many times for the Fearless Conference. Mm -hmm. And I remember one particular sad time when I decided that when I come back, I'm going to stay at the Sheraton. So we found this place to live, and almost everyone had complaints. Hey, the water goes from the bathroom into the room. Oh, the door doesn't lock. Oh, I mean, the, all, these, all these complaints. And I remember going back home and I was telling my dad, saying, you know, all the drama. Then he asked, how much did you pay for that accommodation? 
<laughs> Let's just arrange that story properly because you you've you got it. So it we are going to fearless. Uh-huh. People want to book their accommodations uh-huh. while in Kampala uh-huh. before you go. Uh-huh. What it looks like online is usually <laughs> different from what it is in yes. reality. Yes. So you oh, got there. Uh-huh. And but, but, but you know the, the bathroom. Wait, wait, uh-huh. the water. water wasn't flowing. At the doors, no, in the same, doors couldn't close, other places water doors is not flowing, close. other places remember water is coming from the bathroom into the room. I mean just so much drama. Then they've said you're going to have breakfast in the morning and in your mind you're thinking, oh breakfast English and it's like, breakfast. Yeah. Bread and tea. <laughs> and you make noise and you get eggs. Mm. <laughs> and then That's your dad thing. asks you. Yeah, so so I'm the clean is about things, to come. and it's like so how much did you pay for this accommodation? I was like, I was like, uh, and you expected? Yeah, what did you expect? Isn't it the full English breakfast? It's like you got what you paid for. Ouch! You got what you paid for. Luck really does not glorify God. Then you go and tell people, oh, I'm a child of God. The Lord shall provide all my needs according to His riches in glory. I'm by Christ, by Christ Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Christ Jesus. It it doesn't. And just oh, just many scenarios. Spirit. We've all shared stories of luck. You know, you get to school, they send your child back. You get to school, you haven't paid the fees, but because you have a relationship with the principal, you're you know, you're not even having a conversation. You know, people who you're leading, or you it's just it does not glorify glorify God. Each time I pass by a, a slum or a place where I'm seeing a child playing by that water, that does not glorify God. Sausage. Sausage. Playing into that sausage. For sausage. those who joke, sewage. 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 Wow, people. It's sewage. <laughs> it, it does not, and, and it's stuff like that. I remember, guys, growing up and thinking to myself, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been born into a Christian family, mm. go to church, but I was afraid of becoming intense because to me, becoming intense Christian was akin to being poor, you yes. smell bad, yes. you dress mm. bad, yes. you cannot hold a job, you have terrible ethics, and, and so I get, how many people are we chasing away from God? It does not glorify God. It doesn't at all. First of all, thank you so much. What an incredible... I took notes and took notes. I was almost trying to type like the whole sermon. This is one of those I want to go back to and listen because there was so much, like each point is so powerful. But I want the person listening in, I want you for a minute to imagine with me, not just imagine, but see in your family who is the most influential auntie, uncle person in your family. Who is the most influential? Are they the most prayerful? Are they... I bet some of them are not even born again, but yes. they carry the most weight in your family. Tell no, me why. No decision passes no, no, before no, 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 they no. say yes. In fact, you can you... have the family meeting and agree on what, but they, there is, they, they, and there they is a veto. And they it's one person. They didn't come. They didn't even show up. Let's say that you wanted to have your wedding on date X. And there was a big family gathering and you agreed on a date, but that uncle is. so-and-so realize it's not, it's not going to be available. Suddenly, everyone is agreeable. They're like, mm, I think that date actually is not good. Yeah, which date is good? The one where uncle, that uncle so-and-so, it's not because they're the most prayerful. They carry the most influence because of the economic question. 
when God when God by the Holy Spirit writes in Deuteronomy 8:18 they probably paid your fees yeah they paid fees for not just you but most yes. of the people in that family yeah. and so they are even probably going to make the biggest contribution to the wedding yeah. i mean you could go ahead with the wedding but maybe it won't happen mm-hmm. like they don't even they probably are not even mean or they are not even like you know exacting but they carry the influence and it says that you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth why that he may establish his covenant yeah that when he talks about the gospel friends here is the thing for us to be how does he establish influence in your family one of the things that i'm determined to do in the next few years starting with like now is that the more i grow financially the more i'll have sway in my family Yeah. The mall have sway in my nation. Yeah. The mall have sway among my peers and beyond. Yeah. People listen, it does, think about the people right now if Bill Gates came to speak at Nambore about finances and we had prayer and praise overnight. <laughs> Where would you go? Even as we will shut it down and go. Not because the most, the most you know prayerful and demon chasing, but you want if he said he's teaching secrets to be a billionaire. We are going to tune in. We are going to show up. We are going to pay what it takes. Why? There guys, we we should so we can't deny the power behind the economic question. And so for me, when you talk now this whole perspective that you've brought about 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 Acts 2032. Mm. Because he talks about how the word of his grace is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Then he shows not only how the inheritance comes but the proof the, yes. that the word of god is working in your life yeah. and the proof that you have an inheritance among those who are sanctified is that look verse 33 says i coveted no one silver or gold what brings covetousness it is lack, lack. yes lack makes yeah. me fail to celebrate you yes. when you show up driving that car i have evil thoughts i'm like why would he where did he rob yeah. anyway people have, people have said this to me before it's because you're a pastor that, yeah. that's why yeah i laugh i'm like it's because i'm a pastor that what wow You think that people are giving to me because I'm a pastor? They are not. We have worked with our own hands. Yes. You know, and that actually the proof is that not only that you've not come back is not there because you're a pastor. I'm a pastor. Those yeah. customers are not coming because I'm a pastor. That the things are not yummy because I'm a pastor. Yeah. You have to research, you make the things, you make the the work, the thi- and that what I love right now is that at business garage we are showing off businesses that are kingdom. It's yes. not because they are pastors. Yeah. No. It's because they've worked hard, they've done the systems, they've grown themselves, they've they've pushed, they've got help. That yes, you yourselves know even says you know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those that the In other words, it wasn't just about only him. him yes. yes. But you know that you're working kingdom when you are able yes. to provide he provides for his whole team like yes. all other evangelistic team and he funded their well-being. That it wasn't lack the evidence of of lack of luck in my life or the evidence of God's abundance is my in my life is when it's not just about me taking care of myself but that I can take care of those around That's me and their necessities is, yeah. and I know this about worship harvest pastors I can say it with first of all they are the biggest givers at their locations yes Yep. They are among the top 10 biggest givers at their locations. Yes. On top of that, they are solving problems of those in need around them. They pay school fees, they take care of people of HIV fees, they take care of people in need, they take care of they take and care of not using church, church money, money. Yes. because no. we were busy we are using no. uh, yeah. uh is that carbon net? And it's not carbon and mm, if you came our accounts are open. Well, we're going to know about salaries. You will not you will say but mm, How come they are able to do this yes. and they are being paid this that that none of us is looking at the salary that the church is giving yeah. as our source 
and that every pastor is actually moving towards making sure the church stops paying them so that we just become biggers, biggers, givers, big givers. givers. Yeah. Big givers, big givers, big givers. I'm a bigger, yo. I'm a bigger. Sounds like biggie. So biggie is your children. Friends. I want us to divorce ourselves from the idea that luck is okay. Yes. The thing you said about luck not glorifying God, oh my goodness, the picture in my mind, that picture you painted of a, a bride, not even a wife, a bride, mm. and their groom. Mm. When you come to a wedding and, the, and everything is beautiful, do they look at the bride and say she did this? They say the groom. Yeah. The groom. So when people see my life, is it, do they look at Jesus and desire to be in relationship with him or out of relationship with him? And look, again, you can have great character. Go read the widow of Zara. Is it Zarephath? She, her husband was a prophet. Was, was a man of God. He was a man of God. He was a prophet. But he left her indebted and her and her children were in danger of being Slaves. slaves for the rest of their lives. It's not about your spiritual temperature. If your spiritual temperature cannot produce finances, then what's the next level? So guys, and the thing is that these principles are simple. Work with your hands. Give God something that, he can, that you can kulembeka for him to release the abundances that are in heaven for the children of God. That we can't close it any better than that. We cannot. We cannot. So thanks so much for joining us today. In case you're wondering, your first step, if you don't know Jesus, is to come into relationship with yes. him. Because we are talking about the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. In the mm. beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So there is, it's going to be hard for you to comprehend these truths and to put them into life if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm. So I need you to do that right now yes. right now wherever you are just put your hand up Amen. say Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for eternal life mm. thank you that I don't have to continue being on my own I invite you into my life mm. today I submit my life to you to be my Lord and Savior Amen Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.